Pasar Experience. So if you're thinking of learning a foreign language and you're really motivated, you should go ahead and check out the link below in the description uh, to this YouTube video or if you're listening on the podcast in the show notes because there you're going to find my link to italki, which is a website with which I've found so many language tutors over the years. They have over 110 different languages there and you can take the classes via Skype. That's what I did one-on-one to learn languages like Russian. I've also learned Ukrainian using teachers that I found on italki. And there they also have a function called an italki classroom where you can actually take them outside of Skype. There's actually a classroom feature that they've added to the service. That's a great platform. You also get $10 credit. If you go through my special link below, they're in the description, gets you started on taking your first class. There's going to be one-to-one tuition. That's what I use. And that's what I found to be really effective over the year in all the languages I've been learning, like French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, Ukrainian, Romanian, and lots more. So best of luck. Go check it out. Welcome back to part two of this episode, the travel journey episode on the Zara Experience podcast with me, Connor Klein. If you haven't listened or watched part one, go back and do that now before you start this part two so you don't miss out and you actually follow what I'm what I'm talking about, how my journey has led me to here, this city, which is Odessa, Ukraine, on the shores of the Black Sea. Um, go back, as I said, to the previous video on YouTube and or the previous episode or the previous upload on SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you happen to be listening to this, if you're listening to it, as opposed to watching it on YouTube, and you'll get part one. This is part two. Let's get into it. Let's get into part two of my travel story. For example, I got accused of being on a fake passport when I actually crossed into Ukraine, yeah, and I was taken to an interrogated, uh, accused of being Russian, even though I hardly spoke a word of the language. Um, but anyways, in the end, that was all fine. I didn't. I was allowed into the country at least. Uh, then throughout that trip, I, a girl here in Odessa tried to steal my my new cell phone, my new smartphone. It was like a rival to the iPhone at the time. Uh, it was actually a Nokia. I know they don't exist anymore. And I managed to miraculously get it back. She actually left the club, Ibiza Club, which is a famous nightclub here, with my phone. But I did get it back by complete, a complete miracle. I managed to find her and retrieve it before she had a chance to disappear. Uh, I got drugged. Yeah, that actually happened to me. I was unconscious for 36 hours in Crimea in uh, Sevastopol or Sebastopol. Uh, and unfortunately, nothing bad happened to me. Uh, I wasn't robbed or anything. I just woke up a day and a half later in my apartment. Um, you know, my wallet was there, my passport there, my phone was there. Uh, again, uh, I was extremely lucky. Um, so why was all this happening to me? Well, it was in part because I was actually very naive um, and I was really suffering, as I said, from this culture shock because I didn't really know much about how the country operated, the people, how they interact with each other. And my Russian was so poor that, you know, the people who want to take advantage of a visitor, they were all seeing me and targeting moi here, uh, yours truly. And that was something that became more and more important. I had another problem with a taxi driver, like he basically ripped me off. I mean, it wasn't a huge amount of money. Um, it was like 50 euros for a trip between two cities. But again, because I didn't really understand and you know, I felt very vulnerable. I actually felt intimidated a lot because I couldn't understand things. I was disorientated. Um, you know, I couldn't read things 
um, that were written everywhere uh, very easily. I uh, had all these unfortunate experiences with girls trying to rob me, uh, as you can tell. Uh, so it was really like I left the trip extremely philosophical. And I headed back to Brussels and I was determined, I was determined to come back and conquer this region, metaphorically speaking, of course, not uh, violently. Uh, and uh, you're probably asking yourself, Connor, if you had this kind of like awful experience and traumatic experience coming here, why would you ever want to do that again to yourself? Are you like a sucker for punishment? Why bother? Just stick to Western Europe. Everything is great there. Everything is set up, as you said, for tourists. Why bother uh, coming back here? Now, I've described some of the things that went wrong because I wasn't prepared uh, for the trip correctly, but I also had a lot of really cool shit happened to me as well. Like, I'm still friends with and I talk with Genji Rude. I met him at an airport uh, in Simferopol, which is the capital of Crimea. And he actually took me to a music festival and he was managing um, Arne van Buren, the, the famous Dutch DJ there at the time. So I got to hang out with him. He introduced me to lots of people. We had a crazy time at this amazing music festival, Kazantip, which unfortunately no longer exists since Russia's annexation of the Crimean Peninsula a few years ago. Uh, but that was really something amazing and it really got me hooked uh, because it was really like, I loved and enjoyed the interaction with the people who are not doing the nefarious things to me, the bad things to me. Uh, and I really felt it was an adventure because uh, Central Europe, um, yeah, a lot of people refer to Central Europe as Eastern Europe. Listen, uh, Prague is further west than Vienna. Uh, that's not Eastern Europe. It's probably Western Europe, let's be honest about it. Uh, you can call it Central Europe, Mittel Europa in German. Uh, places like Budapest are not Eastern Europe, culturally not at all. So. You know, I understand, obviously I understand the history. They were um, under communist regimes, pro-Soviet regimes for a certain amount of time in the Second World War, post-Second World War period. But those countries are like, so anchored in Western Europe today uh, through the European Union and obviously NATO that, and culturally, they look westwards. And it's very different here when you come to Ukraine. I know things have changed in the last five years. This country does look more westward than it did before, and it's in a process of transition uh, but definitely there's big cultural difference between coming to Ukraine and going say to to Prague or to Budapest they're fantastic cities don't get me wrong you should definitely visit them it's not the same experience so when I got back to Brussels and I think this is really the key for for you guys like I'd had this experience I was kind of in one way exhilarated by the whole thing and way, it's kind of like terrifying to be honest because all these like pretty bad things were happening to me but I got away with it right I had nothing really that awful was, came as a consequence. But when I went to, back to Brussels, I had a plan and a mission. And I was, first of all, I made big changes in preparation for the second trip, solar trip to Ukraine the following year. And that was uh, primarily to focus on learning Russian. Now that does three things for you. Um, of course, it makes it easier on a functional basis if you can talk to people and order stuff, uh, read the menu, for example. Uh, definitely, you need to invest some time in learning the alphabet. It's not that difficult. A lot of people think learning the alphabet is really hard. But honestly, a week of focusing on it, um, you'll be able to read either in, you'll be able to read Cyrillic if you're not used to it. So that's for Russian or for Ukraine or Belarusian if you have to read stuff when you're traveling in this, in this region. And the second thing it does is, in order to learn the language, you have to kind of go back to being a five-year-old, make lots of mistakes, it's very humbling. And you also have to put yourself in the position of a local person and their culture, because a lot of language in court, you know, not, first of all, not everything is verbal. Uh, there are a lot of mannerisms, you know, Italians use their hands, for example, and French kind of 
I guess this uh, very strong nasal sounds and it's kind of aloof attitude and they communicate through that uh, and also there's so much culture just caught up in the expressions of the language how people formulate stuff uh, that really helps you understand the people a lot more and then thirdly and I think almost most importantly for the traveler like you who comes here is um, when you can you know get the grasp on the language at least up until like a high beginner or low intermediate level it allows you to distinguish yourself from maybe other tourists who come here and rely on English which is very difficult to do anyways but you can survive of course in the touristic areas of a big city like Odessa here um, you can do that um, but local people react you completely different if you can kind of make that initial um, conversation started in Russian pretty convincing or if it's Ukrainian um, or Belarusian or Polish or whatever you happen to be trying to speak in. Now I know Poland is also in Central Europe. It's in Eastern part of Central Europe before I get trolled again. Uh, I do know where it is. <laughs> um, like we'll take Moldova so speaking Romanian. Uh, so speaking in those languages definitely distinguishes you from the average um, traveler or tourist here in particular because that's what we're looking for uh, at least I'm looking for when I travel here, and I trust a lot of you are also looking for that kind of more uh, traveler adventure than just a touristic experience uh, and so that's really key to it so I focus on that and I appreciate a lot of you have very busy lives Not everybody can come here for one or two months a year and hang out and really get to know the city I encourage you to take advantage of it if you, of course if you have that possibility but I was actually working as a lawyer and a lot of pressure I worked a lot of hours per week like 80 to 100 there are massive stress um, but I decided that for two hours a week I was going to take Skype classes one-on-one -on -one with a native Russian speaker and really start to learn the language and uh, I recommend you go look for your teachers on italki or italki and there's some starter credit I'll link them below in the show notes and in the YouTube video description uh, and there you get $10 starter credit if you sign up through my link so it's a little gift for you guys uh, if you decide to go go there and look for a tutor and I really encourage that because it, you know it's pretty cost-effective online to do it on Skype and if you're like living in your home country wherever it is before you travel you'll have you know lots of opportunity to build up that routine and really get uh, to learn the language and get the basics down before you arrive here because arriving in a country uh, not just involves having to deal with the language also you know it's like me with a culture shock it's a lot to do if you're struggling in the language as well so you want to kind of front load that as much as possible before you come so I had learned the language I also started another thing that you can implement uh, depending where you live of course but I started to go to a lot of Russian-speaking events now cultural events uh, to do with the various countries of the former Soviet Union like say Ukrainian events Russian events Moldovan events whatever happened to be Kazakh events and that allowed me to meet local people at the time I was living in Brussels uh, from those countries and that was great because then I really got to know their culture even better because I met more people from those countries and I was now I had the experience of traveling to the region at least so I could discuss a few things um, you know it was more in-depth our conversations and deeper and I got to know a lot more people from this broader region and their shared history and you know the differences in their history and perspective so that was really great and that's something you can do as well where you're living uh, I mean I appreciate if you don't live in a big city that might be harder but you can do it online as well you can go into Facebook groups or you know forums and start to really learn more and meet people from the region while you have the time before so the second time I came here it was completely different I did not experience the culture shock um, this preparation period had really helped me and of course the experience from the first trip uh, you know I've never been drugged again in Ukraine I've never been robbed um, I've never really been ripped off I think once maybe someone 
tried to shortchange me uh, in Kiev. I referred to another video, I think, uh, after the European Football Championships. <laughs> and I recognized and I just got my, you know, my change back. I don't have any problems. Um, now with taxi apps, for example, it makes it a lot easier you know, to order your taxi. But at the time I had to call taxis. Um, and if you don't speak Russian, you couldn't do that. And you, you basically get ripped off by the taxi drivers in any of the touristic cities. So it was also a really big help and a big bonus. And, you know, I just, even my, and my interactions with people were a lot more deep, made it a lot easier to meet friends here, uh, to meet girls here, of course. Um, also part of the motivation for me to come back was the uh, renowned beauty of the women here. And it's definitely true in this broader region, Ukraine, Russia. Uh, Belarus, for example, Moldova, these countries, uh, lots of beautiful women here. And I was really, of course, motivated to meet and to get to know them better. And that's harder if you're just relying on English, um, for sure. Uh, definitely the investment in learning Russian has paid huge dividends in that. And I will go into, into more detail in my dating story in the next episode. So that's basically what transformed it. I have this first experience that led to this kind of like, I guess, epiphany about what I had to do. You know, I was lucky on that first trip and I want to make sure that you guys come here prepared so that you don't have those kind of experiences that sometimes I, I read about, like people getting mugged here or just ripped off or they get in some like unsavory situation, uh, especially with dating apps. I have things, other videos uh, on the YouTube channel about scammers and scams uh, in Eastern Europe. And actually I'm going to make a new video about them just specifically here in Odessa so that I can help you guys out when you come here and you can avoid all those problems so that's what I did and that's what I recommend now if you want to go deeper into um, traveling in this region I have a free training course that you just have to set up by email gonna link that below in the show notes and in the YouTube video description so you can go there and check that out that's completely free you just have to type in your email address I do have a premium course afterwards and I do provide consulting services if you want to you know advice and personal coaching uh, about how to travel her and that also includes a course meeting meeting women, how to interact with locals in general uh, and that kind of like intercultural differences that you're going to need, going to need to be prepared for. But I know a lot of you write to me about meeting women uh, who subscribe to the channel and are on my mailing list and you write lots of questions like that. So definitely that's something you might be interested in. But for sure, you should go down and sign up for the free stuff. Uh, if you never pay for anything, you still have the value of that. And that's part of the reason that I make these videos, especially for YouTube and now the podcast. Uh, I think it's been happening on average once a day that one of you viewers comes up to me here on the street in Odessa in Ukraine and actually um, you tell me how much you enjoy my videos and how they've helped you and actually I'm part of the reason you came here to Odessa and Ukraine so that's really really great for me to for me to hear so you've been coming up to me and that's really it keeps me so motivated that I see the impact I'm having that I've been able to help you and motivate you and encourage you to come here to Odessa in Ukraine so definitely uh, I appreciate that and keep coming up to me if you see me and you know, drop me a message and let me know how, how much it meant to you. And don't be shy about writing me uh, on social media or an email. My email is connorkline at sourexperience.com. I'm going to have all that below in the description. So you can go and copy and paste it. You don't have to figure out how to spell my name. Like a lot of people get it wrong. Uh, and you can follow me, of course, on Instagram, on the Instagram stories. My handle is sourexperience. Um, Sour is spelled T-S-A-R. And you can find it there and then you'll be able to see what I'm up to in the Instagram stories every day here in Odessa in Ukraine. So that's what I hope you got from, from watching this um, pod, video podcast or if you're listening to it on iTunes or on SoundCloud that you get an overview of what my experience was like. You're probably going to be able to relate to that to a certain extent if you're traveling from abroad here to Eastern Europe. And these are the problems that I face. This is how I overcame them ultimately. 
Uh, it's actually a little bit thunder. I wonder if we're going to get a downpour uh, here in Odessa. Oh yeah, I might have to end this one in a few minutes. Um, yeah, it's very, very humid. You probably can see I'm perspiring a little bit as I speak here. Uh, where it's like late July, it's very warm. It's probably about 30 degrees. And uh, we're on the shores of the Black Sea, so there is a little bit of breeze, thankfully. Um, so yeah, you want to learn from my mistakes, basically, and come here prepared. And I can help you that with, of course, the content I have on my YouTube channel. And if you want more, as I said, then just contact me and watch the free course and all that kind of stuff. And then you'll be definitely better prepared and that's what I see from people who I meet here in Odessa who come up to me you guys uh, who've come up to me over the last week or so so in the next episode of this video podcast I'm going to be going into my dating story in particular I've kind of alluded to it a lot obviously in this video and previous episodes of the podcast and in my YouTube videos so that's going to be coming up here I'm probably going to shoot it here in Odessa or in Kiev we'll see I'm supposed to travel to Kiev tomorrow I'm going to meet up with a huge YouTuber who's a travel in the travel niche and he's a really cool guy uh, but more about that coming in probably YouTube video in a few weeks I'm really excited about it um, so in the meantime, I wish all of you a splendid day, evening, morning, wherever you are watching this or listening to it from. I see I have a new friend behind me there who just waved. That's always cute. Um, and we will see each other in the next episode of the, of the podcast. As I said, it's going to be about my dating stories. You really want to probably listen to that one if you're interested in coming here for the more to meet women in particular. That's going to be a great interest to you so you can learn from my experience and my advice about how you should go about things here. Uh, so that's it from this uh, episode of the podcast. Disvedanya, do pobacina. And I will see you and all your enthusiastic, smiling faces um, pumped to come here to Eastern Europe, to the real raw east of Europe in the next episode. So peace out. Sar experience.